Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to episode 100 of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bob D, and with me for this episode is Rich Polly. Hello there. And one of our very special podcasting heroes. It's only the greedy dragon, Mr. D. Yoon. Oh, but that's that's far too kind. I am the non-Bob D. <laughs> um, we're going to be a little bit self-indulgent in this episode and have a little bit of a chat about, about podcasting, why we love it, what excites us about it, and uh, what keeps us going when X-Wing maybe isn't making us uh, all that uh, excited. Um, you, are, If you're listening to this, you almost certainly know Dee, uh, who started with the Minot Squadron podcast, now known as the Fly Better podcast, uh, one of the most popular podcasts in the world for X-Wing. Uh, Dee, what started you out wanting to do, record yourselves chatting about X-Wing? <laughs> uh, it was just one day when uh, my co-host, Ryan Farmer, he approached me and he and he asked me, "Hey, D, do you want to do an X-wing podcast?" And I replied, "Absolutely not." <laughs> yeah, we had a similar sort of experience in in Sith Taker HQ when when we first had the the idea of doing a cast. I wasn't actually that enthusiastic, and then it turns out I really enjoyed the sound of my own voice. And listening to me <laughs> on on my way to work is fantastic. It's it's more just like a, a wild bronco that once once you get on there there's no good way to get off, so <laughs> yeah. you you just gotta write it out. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and once you get into a rhythm, it kind of it kind of sorts itself out, doesn't it? I <laughs> sometimes I mean there are those days where uh, you know like you you drag yourself out of bed, you know you're exhausted from you know what have you. Sometimes sometimes it's uh, work, sometimes it's X wing, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you, you just have to take a little nap after, like after I got back, uh, from playing you, Bob, over, over at, e <laughs> over at, uh, um, XTC, uh, yeah, dragging, dragging myself out of bed for that next episode was pretty tough, but, uh, you just, have, have your dice got any better since? Uh, <laughs> they've actually gotten, uh, worse. All right. So I played in a local hyperspace where I ended up going three and three. Uh, when I got average dice, I won. And and the others were just atrocious. Oh, um, the the I started off one and three. The the first win I got, I had good dice and I full tabled the guy. <laughs> yeah, so, the, if you get the good dice, it does make it easier. Um, I'm trying. You know, everyone thinks it's confirmation bias, and to a certain degree, you know, I'm not I'm not recording every single roll, obviously. Uh, but but I do have my my pile of dice, and any anyone that rolls a blank, I, I put in dice jail. And when they are all incarcerated, I, I know it's been a bad game in terms of variance. <laughs> okay, and Ob you guys objectively have, uh, been so. Absolutely, objectively poor. And you guys have been casting now for what, about three years? I have uh, lost track. It does feel uh, quite a bit longer than that. I think uh, it goes back to wave seven-ish, six-ish. Maybe okay. seven of first edition, so I've, I've lost track. Okay, and over that time, particularly towards the end of, of 1.0, you've definitely had your own times where you haven't been super thrilled with, with the way the game is. Um, I think, you know, obviously there are times when I'm annoyed, and, you know, like uh, for, for any number of reasons, uh, any, any listeners of our cast knows uh, I, I cry way more than I ought to. 
I, I think for me the the most infuriating point was uh, that Reddit leak when uh, one of the, clearly one of the the playtesters just spilled information on, onto the internet and you know, it, like information being you know liberated or whatnot. All those all those things aside, I just did. I did not like what I anticipated it would do to the QA program. So I was really upset about that. And uh, I was, you know, at that point, I just figured, you know, this is a good time to quit. But I could not quit the community. Like, all the people are so fantastic. It would leave a big gaping hole in my heart. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm less of a fan of 2.0 than I was of of 1.0. But there's no way I'm stopping playing X-Wing because I just adore the people who play X-Wing. It's well, a special. It's a special kind of thing, though, to have a, a podcast and have that connection to so many people. Um, to to ask you a question, what what do you what what did you prefer about first over second? Um, I think the the way that the variance curve has changed. Um, the the old uh, 1.0 variance curve was was very high in the middle, and the fall off <laughs> was very steep. And now we have something that looks a bit like a sort of molehill in the garden. Uh, with a with a very sort of gentle slope up to a very wide middle. Um, I went three and two today, and I can point to the roles in the two games I lost. <laughs> one where, yeah, Anakin blanked out, and then Vader got triple evade, and those were both killer roles in, in those games. So I kind of preferred the 1.0 dice control, where the positioning of the ships seemed to be... Um, the only thing that mattered. It was very difficult to dig yourself out of a hole with dice if if your positioning was right and your choice of list was was correct. Whereas with 2.0, you can have a load of, of good dice and, and even do pretty well at quite a big event by, by rolling nicely. And equally, some excellent players haven't done as well in 2.0 because the dice have let them down a bit. And it's not you know it's not dice blaming. It's just that that feature of the game is now more important than it was at the the end of 1.0, and I kind of kind of miss that that bit of 1.0, and I know that's it's not a, a universal view by any means. Um, it's not for me to tell people they're having the wrong kind of fun, but it's different, and it's really the the friends I've made playing X Wing and the people I get to hang around with that really keep me going. There's there's two things that you've forgotten to mention about version one that you preferred to version two, Bob. And that's triple dead eye jump masters and Paratani. <laughs> oh God, yes, yeah. Oh, three things because we can't forget Lady Ray with double coordinate. That was the yeah. most fun. <laughs> and it's it's quite a responsibility uh, to to have hundreds or thousands of people listening to your chatter about X Wing D. When it, you're not uh-huh. feeling 100% about it, how do, you, how do you keep yourself sort of reasonably positive and enthused and think, well, actually, people don't want to hear how miserable I am. Maybe I should sort of positive it up a bit. Is that something you try to do? Well, it's, it's hard, right? Uh, I'm, there are times clearly when I have not been at my best, uh, either, either physically or in my, uh, my spirits, and it shows in the podcast. I, I just got to try to tap into the the community feedback and you know it's it's really interesting of uh in the past couple months too uh i've i have been admonished on the topics of uh responsibility because i don't take myself very seriously right so i say things because sometimes i'm being glib you know i think it's like maybe i'm (laughs) i think it's something that's funny to me 
But, uh, you know, if taken out of context, uh, the, the context of the conversation or the framework of that podcast, right? Because people just like to take little snippets. That's the yeah. thing. Um, you know, then I'm being irresponsible. So I've been admonished about my uh, uh, responsibility as a podcaster. And uh, also in terms of uh, optics by, <laughs> amusingly, none other than the Carolina Crates. Uh, so I... <laughs> But but uh, you know them being what they are aside, it's it's like it's totally valid. So I, I try to I try to take everything to heart. Like you know when when people are upset at me for whatever reason, it, it doesn't bother me that people are angry or upset at me. However, uh, it it does bother me if it's because I messed up. So you know I try to uh, self reflect and just, uh, just try to uh, improve because. Yeah, as a human being, I make tons of mistakes. Well, we, you know, we are all human. We all, we all make mistakes. And I think what what really buoys me up is is when people come and and say, "Oh yeah, I've heard the show. Really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for doing what you're doing." That that means so much. Yeah, whenever that happens, I you know I dig for my bag of uh, acrylics, you know, or or uh, leftover alt cards from the the from the previous days of the Minox Squadron podcast when we did all right. cards. And, uh, you know, hopefully I've got stuff I can just share because, yeah, uh, it's, it is hard work. It's, it's very time-consuming, and it's, it's that sort of encouragement that really goes a long way to, you know, keeping the spirits up. And it's, it's lovely to, to use the show to spearhead community events. I mean, I know you guys have now got a Fly Better Grand Championship coming up in Vegas next year. Oh, that's exciting! I uh, I hope to put on the best show that I can, and I say I obviously. <laughs> There's there are a lot of people, uh, Seely and Farmer and uh, the rest of the the Fly Better crew that that are helping out, and you know all the frontline gaming guys over at LVO. You know, hopefully we put on a, a fantastic event that uh, people will want to come to. Uh, you know, year year over year. I mean, Vegas doesn't hurt, right? Oh, Vegas! Yeah, it's there's only one Vegas. Do you find it because you're marshalling these um, these big events now, and, and obviously that's a that's a big one coming up. Are you finding that marshalling is is changing your perspective of the community? Are you enjoying the game as much because you're marshalling more or less? Uh, it doesn't change my view of the community. You know, we like the, the all X-wing players by and large are are the warmest, friendliest gamers I've I've ever associated with. So that's just a constant, uh, regardless. Um, there is that segment of internet, you know, rage and and salt that you can never do anything about, <laughs> really. In, in terms of marshalling, I I enjoy I do enjoy it in a in a different way. I've been trying to figure out my own personal schizophrenia because uh, you know, as a marshal, there were many times when I would admonish the me the player, like, "Hey, D, you're being too loud." <laughs> You're being too disruptive. <laughs> uh, here's a warning. Enjoy that. You know, like, but I don't, it's it's strange, right? Like, there there are actually three roles, I, I guess that that I fill in the X-wing community now. Be like, like sometimes I'm marshalling or judging. Other times I'm a player, and you know, there's this role as a podcaster, and uh, you know, they're they're all obviously me, <laughs> but I, I do feel schizophrenic because all three have a, a slightly different persona. Other than Zach Matthews, I'm the loudest player I think I've you know around, uh, and 
and I like as a player, I, f- I feel unencumbered of the other responsibilities, if that makes sense. And I, I get to be the purest essence form of myself <laughs> when, when I'm when I'm judging. It's the complete opposite. I need to maintain some dignity and composure. So <laughs> that that feels like I mean, it's obviously, again, still me. But there, there's a there's a little bit of artifice to it because, you know, I got to got to keep things in line. Well, we all have different voices for different audiences, don't we? I mean, the way that you, you speak to your parents is different from the way that you speak to your children, and, and the way that you speak to your children is different from the, the way that you speak to opponents in a, in a gaming environment. And it's also true with podcasting. You know, you, you have a, an audience in mind, and, and those are the guys that you're, you're talking to. All of that feels true. So um, I, I wanted to just, as Bob's neatly segued us back into the topic um, of podcasting, I wanted to ask, um, do you do you have any considerations about what you say on your podcast, considering your audience, as regards how what you say and what you fly when you play might set a meta? So, like, for example, if you say, <laughs> oh, man, quad phantoms are the best thing ever, and then you go to a big tournament and it's wall-to-wall quad phantoms, do you do you think about the influence that you have on the meta um, when you podcast, or is that is that not something that really comes up? It it has occurred to me, like for for example, in in the past, like, uh, it, and it's easier to do at the the local level, where where you attempt to set the meta, and then because you've set it, you it's it's a lot easier to then subvert it and stay ahead of it to take advantage of uh, you know what other people uh, might be playing. Um, but when it comes to podcasting, I, I, I don't I don't feel that way for uh, two reasons. The first is um, since our audience is uh, you know varied and geographically uh, just uh, strewn about, it's it's you know we talk about the meta, but from location to location, it's such a crapshoot anyway. Like I, I don't I don't sweat that. And then secondly, and then here's where I run into that issue of like optics. <laughs> I I prefer to speak my mind, you know, be genuine. Uh, I, I don't like I, I'm I, I prefer a hundred percent transparency. Like I, I I don't I don't like having to either rein myself in or to 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 have some sort of political doublespeak. So uh, therein lies that trouble with responsibility and optics. <laughs> because th- those philosophies can, uh, you know, uh, can conflict uh, many a time. Uh, so I-, I do still lean towards speaking my mind, but I also don't want to start any dumpster fires either. So it's it's all it's still a learning process. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's really important. The more influential you are in the community, and I think I can't remember if it was on your podcast that Paul Heaver, three times world champion, said people will often ask me what I think about things. And I have to not say what I really think, because when I say what I really think, people say three times world champion Paul Heaver has just <laughs> said. And so therefore it becomes the view of a, a large section of the community, because, you know, if Paul said it, it must be true. Um, so it's it's one of those things. I think there there is an element of of responsibility and um, particularly, I think, when it comes to criticism, the louder your voices in the community criticizing FFG or criticizing an organizer of a tournament or something like that, you know, it's it's easy for one person's discontent to get magnified because they've got an audience and a platform um, that they can use for it. So, yeah, I think I think I agree. We do need to speak our minds on these things to an extent, otherwise they'd be boring. Well, um, but you we, have to temper it. 
I mean, we quite often talk about events we've been to and and we're quite happy to sort of say the the things that weren't brilliant about those events as well as the the positives. Um, I mean, I'm I make no secret of the fact that I'm I'm not a huge fan of, of Games Expo in Birmingham. On the other hand, you know, Milton Keynes, where we had the biggest ever X-Wing event earlier this year, uh, was an absolutely phenomenal venue. So in a sense, you, you want to keep your honesty because that, with that comes credibility. And I, I feel that's, that's really important for, for people listening. If they're giving you the time and, the, and uh, their ears to you, uh, you have kind of a responsibility to them to be honest, if not tactless. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think I think the only place where I, I pull punches is uh, talking about and like I, I don't want to I, I do try to make a concerted effort to avoid burning individual people. Um, so if, if I say something negative about someone, uh, that's already a hint. Like these are very strong uh, opinions or feelings uh, that I'm espousing. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been able, hopefully, to stay away from that. I mean, the, the UK community tends to get very, very excited about stuff very, very fast and then calm down again pretty quickly. And uh, there are a lot of 24 hour controversies that just evaporate. And, and it's important not to sort of stoke those those fires up because we are dealing with real people. It, it's lovely to almost use the podcast as a sort of vehicle for discussion with with people you meet. Because you, generally people are a lot happier to come up and talk to you because they feel that they know you. And that's a real privilege. That, that's, it's, still, it's still surreal to me. Like sometimes I'll just be walking along and talking to you know, one, one of my buddies or whatever, and someone will whirl around and say, that's so strange. I felt like I was just in my car listening to the podcast. <laughs> and uh, man, I'm so bad with, uh, with names, too. Uh, do, you, do you guys have that problem where people are like, hey, like, how, how, you, how you doing, Bob? And, uh, it, it, you know. it does happen. I mean, you, you don't need to be on a podcast to have, to have that difficulty. I know Craig Reed, the, the godfather of, of UK X-Wing, our first ever national champion, still has loads of people running up to him and shaking his hands. And he <laughs> says to me, it's, it's obvious to him that they've had a really serious conversation about X-Wing at some stage, but he's really struggling to place when and where it happened. And and that is a thing, but the the answer I guess is is be nice and respectful to everybody who who comes and speaks to you, and and that way both of you will end up winning. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I had it at nationals this year, um, and I'd only done about three episodes of the podcast, and obviously people didn't really know who I was when they got paired. But as soon as I sat down opposite them and started talking, they went, "Oh, you're that guy off that episode, that podcast I listened to," um, and it was quite surreal because I was didn't quite know how to respond. But I find it quite cool. Um, and I also find it a bit weird being on the other side of it. I gave Jesper Winstrom and uh, Alex Burt a lift to an event from Bob's house, one of our regionals. And um, the two of them were chatting on in the back seat of the car. And I was like, literally, I'm in my car driving somewhere and the 186 podcast is happening behind me. So it was a bit it was a bit odd, a bit unusual. But I think I think you're absolutely <laughs> right, Bob, that, you know, people will recognize you either. They'll recognize your face or your voice or your name. And I think it's incumbent on you to be a, a, a reasonable human being um, when you talk to them. And if you're having a bad day to realize that, you know, they're maybe not. So, you know, just to be polite. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, when, when I'm when I'm having a bad day, like, let's say I'm losing to some newbie who has no idea who I am. Then that's that's when I start yelling. Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, well, um, Tom Reed during his uh, very successful 2016 season, it was a long time ago, Tom. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> Tom turned up at a, an event uh, over in Huddersfield and um, started unpacking his acrylic. And the, the guy opposite him was new and um, just looked over at Tom and said, oh, right, I, uh, I see you've played a few games. And Tom looked up at him and just the whole room burst out laughing because everybody <laughs> knew how much Tom had played. And it's one of those things, always, always treat the people you meet with, with respect and courtesy. And, you know, the, the, any sort of, do you know who I am type stuff? That's not a good look. <laughs> um, and speaking of the, the 186 uh, guys, uh, there, are, there were quite a few podcasts that inspired us to, to get going and feeling that, that we could maybe contribute something. Big shout out to those guys. They are the, the pinnacle of non-US podcasts, uh, intelligent and thoughtful and funny, um, lovely blokes. And it's always a pleasure to hear them, uh, along with, with the Barons uh, over in Birmingham and also Gold Squadron, everything uh, that Dion does. It's, Go, it's pretty amazing what we have. Go to curled paw perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, all of your big acrylic needs. Um, the, the problem in the UK with the kill poor stuff is the, the postage and the, the import oh, duty, no but doubt. Knuckles is going to be at Worlds, I would guess. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I, I, I can't confirm. I'm going to okay. confirm for him that he'll be there with a giant suitcase full of stuff to sell. Yeah, absolutely. I, so if you're going to Worlds and you want some of the lovely curl poor stuff and it is really nice, then, then drop him a, drop him a message and I'm sure he'll be able to sort something out for you. Actually, I, I would recommend that if you. <laughs> I just spoke for him because I'm irresponsible like that. Uh, but if you message him ahead of time, I'm sure he'll pack stuff to you know specifically. Like if, sorry, if you if you get an order from him, he'll bring that order to Worlds for you. Yeah, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. And honest, honestly, we're so spoiled for choice with this acrylic stuff now in in the UK uh, and in America, and it's one of the things I think that shows a strong growing community. A lot of people are saying that X Wings like on the wane. Um, but I think that the fact that the secondary token market is just growing. I mean, we've got, I think, two or three big providers in the UK. Um, we get a lot of stuff from Koga2 because they're local to us. Um, but also by the same token are really good. And it really is now you just look at the preference and think, which which design do I like the best and buy whatever suits you? And I think it's really indicative that the, the game's growing and it's it's getting stronger. And it's one of the things I think with the, the podcasting scene, we're, we are blessed in that we have a really big store just a few minutes down the road from, from me. We've got four or five other big X-Wing places within pretty easy reach, but not everybody has that. You know, there are, there are some people like the guys up in, in the lakes who just can't get to a store on a regular basis because of geography. And I feel podcasting keeps those guys involved. They can they can listen to stuff. They can uh, offer a, a response to what they've heard, and and for me, podcasting is a community building ambition. Really, it, 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 we should all I think be be trying to to grow the scene and, and make the game even bigger, and and it's um, that's again is where the the responsibility comes. That's that's pretty I heady agree. stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, it's 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 late and. Um, I haven't had enough to drink yet, so I'm in heavy mood. Um, okay, uh, we can wrap that up there. Uh, before we go, uh, one shout-out, in fact, two. 
fact three. First of all, thank you so much, Dee, for coming and joining us, giving up uh, your time to come and uh, chat to our little old English podcast. Appreciate that. Oh, it's it's such a pleasure and uh, and an honor. One hundred up, like I I know what that takes. Like that's woo, good on you, blokes. Well, it's good on producer Tim, really. Uh, so yeah, also shout out to him. There's second shout out. There is somebody in Canada who this week has downloaded all ninety nine episodes. <laughs> of our show so if you are that listener and you want to get in touch with us uh send us a a private message using our our facebook chat uh we will make sure you get something through the post if you've managed to listen to some of those and have caught all the way up to to episode 100 so if you're listening i was gonna say it's it's gonna take him a while to him or her to to work through 99 through 100 episodes and get to this one uh, but if you drop us a PM and tell us which city in Canada you are from, because we know, then we will pop something in the post for you. And eight, and f- eight months from now, you're going to get that message. It's gonna be great. <laughs> well, it depends if producer Tim has, has finally exploded and said, we have had enough. I am not doing it anymore. And the, the last shout out is to everybody who listens. Uh, we are really, really grateful to you for, for giving us your time and listening to what we trundle on about two or three times a week um we are genuinely grateful that that the podcast is is growing and growing and more and more people listening to it um it's a real compliment and and thank you so much to everybody who's taken the trouble to download we we genuinely really really appreciate it uh, and and thank you for listening uh, so with that it's goodbye from me bob d and tata from d the greedy dragon young oh and uh well i wouldn't be informed if I didn't, you know, interrupt even more than than as is my want, and give a shout out right back to you, Bob, uh, for not even mentioning in passing how badly you crushed me at XTC. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think you mentioned on your show that it was it was the dice. What did it's it? always dice. It's always yeah. dice. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, let's not talk about the 4K that put me uh, Justin Katsu's flank at range one with fans. No, but th- that was just a win harder move. It <laughs> was crazy that you did that because if because if ah, oh, you should have. If I had done the conventional thing, you would have been on a rock, and you know, maybe maybe I get back in again. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out pretty um, well. For you. And finally, uh, goodbye from Rich Polly. Cheers. <laughs>